This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by MyBookie and Thrive Plus. MyBookie and Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. How are we doing on this beautiful Sunday morning? Fantasy Football Super Bowl Edition in studio. With the statistician at Josh Jordan 97.5 is where you can find him, Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? It's championship week, my man. This is this is what you wait for all season. This is why you listen to all those podcasts, why you listen to these shows, why you look at all these fantasy ranks to get in the money on Moneyline. That's why you do it, Jerry. How you doing today, my man? I'm hype. I'm hyper than I've been all season. I, uh, I know we got to give some people some good advice. We've been getting questions all week. Some of them are real tough, so we'll try to get to the bottom of this. I'm hyped, though, because we got a special producer today. He made it out of bed for this. He only gets up for fantasy days. My man, at Harrison the Prize, where you can find him, Harrison! Hey guys, Championship Sunday. Let's do this. I'm trying to win a chip today. Yeah, me too. I, I'm excited, man. I, I got a lot on the line today. And I'm sure everybody listening has a lot on the line today. So we're going to try and get to everything. We're going to have Fantasy ADHD on a little later today. We're even, Jerry and I were talking, we're going to try something new. We're going to put a DraftKings lineup together on the air. We're just going to do it. We're going to do it with everybody on our show. Anybody wants to call in and chime in, and we're going to kind of just spitball and go for it and put it together. So we're going to be doing that next segment. So if you guys want to get in, 713-780-3776. You can also reach the show at Moneyline975 if you have any questions, or maybe you have some DraftKings plays that uh, that you want us to consider. Yeah, and how good does that get? Literally, we're going to... I got the money loaded up basically right here on the computer. We're going to pass it around. Any Anybody that gets in on the calling, I will be splitting that with you. Anything over, let's say, because uh, we don't want to meet up for $5, right? So <laughs> anything, let's say, over 100 bucks, uh, we'll split it with however many people help us put these teams together. So, again, get lined up this next segment. First, let's say five callers will help us build out the first team, 713-780-3776. Get in on this. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm real curious to see what kind of team we come up with with everyone's different opinion oh yeah no doubt about it it it's just something kind of different to try out and let's face it uh, there are some of us that are lucky to be in our championship weeks right now but you know one out of 12 are but but the rest of those guys the other 11 they're probably not but they're probably doing dfs they're probably betting on some of these games and we haven't even mentioned it yet huge game for the texans today jerry oh my it's it's big so much implications on that game we have so much to talk about that before we even get to that who was your fantasy cash from last week Man, that that's interesting. For me personally, it was Alvin Kamara because I was down fifteen in my you know, for a chance to go to my Super Bowl. I was down fifteen. My opponent had the Saints kicker and all I had was Kamara 
And I pulled it out. I managed to win. It, it was funny. Some of my buddies were, were hitting me up with messages like, it's like Josh is coaching the Saints right now. They keep going for two. <laughs> and then he kept not getting field goals. They kept going for two. Kamara kept getting ridiculous amount of looks in the red zone area. So I only squeaked it out by two or three points, but I'm really excited to be in my championship. So I, I owe a debt of gratitude to my man, Alvin Kamara. I hope he uh, has a big game against your Steelers today as well, Jerry. What about for you? Damian Williams, Mike Williams, the Williams brothers, forget the sisters. (laughs) These guys, I mean, Mike Williams went off 36 fantasy points. He even had a rushing touchdown. Two two receiving, one rushing. I mean, (laughs) many people are naming their baby Mike this week because (laughs) he got you to the Super Bowl. No doubt about it. Damian Williams is one of those dudes where I really wanted to play him, but I I was just kind of worried, like, how much they would split up the touches and – some of my concerns were right. He had a huge game, but he only had 10 carries. So, you know, he got very involved in the passing game. He got in the end zone. That 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 always helps, obviously. So that came through big for me. So that was a big week. I think you can roll with all these guys this week. I think for me, like, that's the biggest Christmas present ever is we know James Conner's out. So you know you can roll with Samuels this week. And you know that Spencer Ware's not going to play. So you can start Damian Williams, and, you know, hopefully he comes through against the Seahawks this week. Today, this is a big week for injuries. I'm real curious what our man Andrew's got in just a few minutes. Go ahead and get ready for that. He's going to have the latest injury report ready for you, and then he'll come on one more time during the show to confirm things. Yeah, and I will have to say I I had some fantasy trash last week. And for me personally, that was our boy Lamar Miller. We talked about that a little bit last Sunday. He uh, didn't even get to a point, you know, mm. so that's I was shocked that I had that happen to me. And then I ended up winning because Kamara kind of pulled me out of the fire. The other guy that really killed me last week in our in our work league was Aaron Jones getting hurt in, in the first quarter there. He, he hurt a lot of fantasy owners there for the Packers. That was a really tough one. So I will say this, though, everybody, like it's been kind of a strange couple playoff weeks. It's you strange. Know, I was saying the same thing. Yeah. It's uh, it's people are struggling right now. I mean, people are some of the names that you have right now that you're trying to figure out whether you start. It's people that you never would thought, and no. the people that I mean, say say you're a Brady guy that drafted Brady. Do you is he an automatic start this week? Whenever you have people on 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 the free agent list, you know, or do you have the the stones to to sit Gurley today? Oh. Do you have it? Because if he got you there, I mean, you got to be sick in the head. You got to be sick to be able yeah. to sit them. And if you do and it works out, which it very well could. But again, it's it's just terrible to get this far in your league and, and in your hard hitters, your big names. You're not even relying on them. No, you don't have them anymore. I haven't had James Conner forever. I haven't had Kareem Hunt for seems like forever. You make a good point. I, I kind of like Brady this week just because it's the Bills. And man, they got to be pissed coming off of two big losses. Yeah. You know, I, I think they're going to come through. I, I think I like Tom this week. Uh, the one guy that kind of concerns me that he's also another fantasy trash is Drew Brees. Man, oh. he is just really falling apart down the stretch. And we just got to hope. I'm going to start him this week just because I really don't have any better options. But you just got to hope they're back at home, right? These these uh, poor games have been on the road. Uh, at home, man, they score 30, 40 points almost every week. And the ones that really hurt here are the Michael Thomas owners because you got spoiled all year yeah. long. And then right now, when you most need him, they're not, they're not, he's not getting the volume. In, uh, but don't get me wrong, today, and I'm a Steeler guy, um, they're going to throw it to him a lot. I look for Michael Thomas to be the number one wide receiver this week. Yeah, that's interesting because 
I kind of like Devontae Adams as the number one guy this week because the Jets are – you saw what Hopkins did to yeah. them last week, right? I think Devontae Adams is going to have a similar game. So, And I like Michael Thomas. I think Joe Hayden's probably going to be traveling and covering him for the whole sure. game, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. I'm real curious on some of these injuries that are coming up. What do you got, Andrew? Breaking news. News flash. What's up, guys? There's a whole lot of stuff going on this week, and we know it's championship weekend, so we're going to leave no stone unturned on the injury report this week. If a guy so much has showed up one day on the report this week and they're important, I'm going to give you the news on them. So starting off at quarterback, Matthew Stafford, he's questionable, but he's going to play. He was limited in practice all week, but it was the same thing last week, so he's going to be good to roll. Uh, I wouldn't play him, No, but, no. <laughs> but he's good to roll. At running back, Joe Mixon, he's going to be active. He's dealing with some wrist and thigh injuries. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday, but he was a full practice by Friday, so he's going to be 100% good to go. Your boy, Josh Leonard Fournette, he's going to be good to go as well. He was full Wednesday through Friday, but um, it doesn't change the disappointment that he's been this season. I know that anyone who's got him, they're hoping that he's going to come through for him finally this week, but man, it's been a rough one. That's terrifying, though, Andrew, because I think he only had one carry in the second half, and they started pulling some of their, even some of their defensive starters last week during the game, so that's risky with Fournette. You know, you just don't know how much they're going to use him. These last two weeks, it almost sucks that championship weekend comes down to these last two weeks, because you've got some good players on some of these crappier teams, and you don't know how much they're really trying to win the game at this point. No. For a lot of these teams, like you'll take the Jets, for example, they need to lose out so they can get that number one pick and continue building that young core. Yep. Why Why would they legitimately try to win a game at this point? You know, I think it's kind of like the Browns, right, Andrew? Like, if they have their young rookie quarterback, you know, maybe gaining a little momentum, yeah. some positive momentum going into next year, I think that's got to be what they're thinking. Yeah, I guess so. So moving on with the running backs, Jamal Williams. He's going to be active for the Packers. And with Aaron Jones done for the season, Williams is going to have a bit of a bumped-up workload. Oh, yeah. LaShawn McCoy is active for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, He was limited Wednesday. He was a full Thursday, Friday. So um, he's going to be good to go. But the question is, we don't really know if that hamstring is going to hold up throughout an entire game. Those hamstrings are always, always tough. And playing is one thing, but playing the whole game is a completely different thing. So he's going to be active. He's going to start the game. Is he going to finish it? That's a whole other question. Lamar Miller's going to be out for the Texans. Moving over to receiver, Alshon Jeffries is going to be active. He was dealing with an illness all week, but he was a full practice by Friday despite missing Wednesday and Thursday, so he's going to be good to go. I love him this week. I love him this week. Randall Cobb, he's doubtful with a concussion. I wouldn't expect him to play. He hasn't practiced at all this week. Tyler Boyd is out with a knee injury for the Bengals. Quincy Anunwa is out with an ankle injury for the Jets. OBJ, he's out with a quad injury still for the Giants. And DeAndre Hopkins, he's listed as questionable, but he told reporters about 20, 30 minutes ago that he's going to play. Oh, really? So he's going to be he's going to be active, according to him. So, Ooh, that'll make a lot of owners happy there. Oh, yes, especially against that Eagles second. Yeah. And then moving over to tight ends, uh, Zach Ertz, he's dealing with an ankle injury, but he's going to be active. He was a full practice on Thursday and Friday. Eric Ebron, he's going to be active despite a quad injury. He was also a full on Thursday and Friday. Austin Hooper is active for the Falcons. He was limited all week in practice, but he's going to play this week. Gronkowski, he is, he's active. Um, he was limited Thursday, and that was literally the only day he showed up on the report. So he's going to be good to go. And David Njoku for the Browns, 
He's got a knee injury that he's been dealing with all year, but he's going to be active. He was a full practice on Thursday and Friday. And before I get out of here, Schefter just tweeted out something about Gurley a couple minutes ago that I want to share with you guys. He said that unless Gurley suffers a setback in warm-ups, he's going to be playing this week. Wow. I have one final question for you, Andrew. Is there any, maybe I missed, is there anything on Julio Jones? Oh, yes. Julio Jones, I was going to get to him later. He was questionable. Um, the general sense is that he is going to play, um, but thankfully it's an early game, so we're going to have the report on that. I'll have for, the for sure for you um, about 50 minutes or so. Awesome. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it, man. Not a problem. Have a good show, guys. Interesting stuff. Wow. There's a lot to get to there, right? (laughs) People are breaking out their drinks to Thrive Plus. Get that stuff ready because it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day, and and we'll get to Thrive a little later. I I got something special for them again this week. But, uh, no, that's interesting. Um, The the Austin Hooper one was kind of interesting to me because if Julio doesn't go, you know, he's going to get an uptick in targets. Exactly. And, you know, it's not like you're throwing a party for, for Hooper, but we know how bad tight end is this year. And if you need a, a little bit of upside for your championship week, maybe he's an option if Julio's out. Will we find Julio? Will we find Hooper on our public lineup? We'll find out next. 713-780-3776. Let's have some fun this next segment. We're going to build a team together. Josh and I and the guys here in studio will start it. Anybody who calls will be in on the moolah, the cash, the dinero. This is Moneyline 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. At Moneyline975 on Twitter is where you can find us. Josh Jordan, my man Harrison the Prod, Jerry Bow. Let's get it. Let's start with building some lineups. But first, let's get to a caller. I see Schefter on a mobile. Ooh, Adam Schefter on let's, a mobile. Let's get it in. You're on Moneyline. What's up? Josh, it's Shefty. I just had to call and tell you last minute because I know you're playing in your Super Bowl championship for your big money league this weekend, buddy. Thanks, Adam. is out today. Devontae Adams ate some bad shrimp last night. Not feeling so good. Don't know if he's going to go either. So I'm telling you now, buddy, you need to find another running back and wide receiver because those two guys, they're not going. So so Kamara and Devontae Adams, I, I should bench them this week, you're saying. He hung up. He's out of here. Hey, you heard it. Wow. I I didn't even know Schefter listened to our show. No, but I mean, I feel good about that. I don't feel so good about the shrimp that. Yeah, man, that's some bad shrimp for Devontae Adams. I mean, they are up in New York. You know, maybe he was like, hey, we're close to the ocean. You know, we'll get some good seafood. And then, uh uh-oh, it it went poorly for him. Uh, Wow. It's kind of great, though, to have Adam Schefter listening to our show and looking out for my fantasy lineup. You know, something tells me that. That, that might be uh, somebody I might be playing this week in fantasy, Jerry. Uh, what, what do you think? That's sneaky. A little fishy. A little sneaky. <laughs> a little shrimpy. A little shrimpy. All right. For, uh, I'll, I'll do a little research. I'll run this by Andrew. But I'm pretty sure Devontae Adams is not going to miss today's game because of some bad shrimp that he ate. And uh, I, I think Alvin Kamara is going to play as well. I don't think he had any bad gumbo or anything no. like that. I, I think he's going to be okay, guys. So 
So I, I don't know. Shefty on a mobile doesn't seem very credible to me. So if you're listening, don't bench Alvin Kamara or Devontae Adams. That, that sounds like a bad idea this week. So I wish he would have stuck around a little bit. We could have asked him who we should have put in our, in our little uh, DraftKings lineups here that we're about to do. Maybe he had some, some other advice, some under-the-radar stuff that we didn't know. Perhaps uh, Tom Brady you know, had a, a big party last night and he's not feeling good today. You know, Maybe he would have had something for us, but oh well, too late now. So let's go ahead and get into this. What we're doing is we have a DraftKings lineup. We have it pulled up in front of us. We're going to pick one right now. And Jerry's got it locked and loaded. He's got the computer open. We're just going to bounce around some players with, you know, Jerry and I and Harrison, some of the other guys. If you want to call in, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, Moneyline97.5, anybody in DFS that you really like this week. So let's get it started. What position? Well, actually, let's talk about that. When I build my DraftKings lineup, I kind of like to knock out my defense towards the beginning and I also kind of like to to get in my quarterback, and then I like to spend all my extra money on the skill positions. Do you build your team in a similar fashion or no? I like to get that defense out of the way so I know, and then like you can always rotate that in and out, but it depends what I'm playing. If I'm playing a a tournament where I need to fade the public, I look and I say, what makes most sense? Where are people going to be? And if it's someone like, uh, let's say, Elliot this week, that you know he's going to have a, a big running game, and then same McCaffrey. So people that are going to be top-heavy, they're going to be using those expensive running backs. If you're in tournament, then you can use cheaper options, fade those guys. I know Nick Chubb is going to be a very, very popular option. Yes. So let me go ahead and st- let's start this party off with... I want to put Nick Chubb in at the running back spot, 7,300, and um, I feel really good about it. I think he his over-unders, just from a gambling standpoint, is 84 and a half yards. He has been going off um, when he's in there. His, his, his volume, 20 touches per game whenever yeah. he's in. So I'll go ahead and start the lineup with Nick Chubb. Okay. Um, I like to pick cheap quarterbacks. And so I'd like to go to a quarterback, if that's okay, to get that out of the way. You know who I kind of like today for a real bargain? I kind of like Nick Foles for 4700 I love him. You I know, love him. You know, I think, uh, you know, I love you, Houston Texans. I'm just saying, if you're a Texans fan, you guys know the corners have been a little shaky the last couple weeks. So I, I think Nick Foles, I, I really like, and we'll get to it later, I, I have me a stack in my own league of Foles to Alshon Jeffrey. I just find that to be really good value. Texans typically have trouble with tall receivers. You know, Jeffrey's a big dude. Jonathan Joseph, I would imagine, will be on him. So quite a size advantage. But we'll just stick with quarterback right now. We'll put Nick Foles in there. That should give us a lot of extra money for running back and receiver. And I love Nick Foles today. I think that he gets it going. Uh, where where do the uh, Eagles have find their most success? On the perimeter with the, a perimeter receivers and a tight end and that's two yeah. places that you just you know that's that's where they the, the Texans struggle struggle yeah so at the end of the day I think this is good we'll get into Alshon soon but I love the Nick Foles pick I think that he uh I think he shines today I think that game also goes over the projected total and we'll talk about that a little bit coming up so for right now we have Nick Foles and Nick Chubb. <laughs> I want to make a joke here, but I'm going to avoid it. So continue. <laughs> All right, Harrison, you got anyone that we can fill in on here? It doesn't matter the position, and uh, we'll just try to build a team. 713-780-3776. If you're listening out there, you want a piece of this cheese, I'm letting you in. We're going to build this team, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to touch on a little bit what y'all said earlier with the Saints. I think we got to get either Thomas or Kamara. We got to get one of those guys in there. Depend. I know we just got a running back, but so we right. don't have a receiver yet. I like Thomas a lot. I like Kamara a lot. I think the Saints got a lot to prove this week. Let's go. 
I, I do too. Uh, and Kamara is—he's actually decently priced. You know, I mean, he's got Gurley in front of him, Elliott, McCaffrey, Barkley. Those guys are all more expensive than him. Let, let's break that down, Jerry. If, if, would you ever consider playing both of them? In, on the same lineup, or is that too much Saints? Uh, no, I would. I very well would, especially today, the way, a game that can very well go over um, 10 points, more points per game, the Saints average while playing at home. And Kamara, he, 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 it's crazy to say that he might go under the radar this week because whenever you go up there and you go to get the big running backs this week, like Elliott's going to stick out against that Tampa Bay defense and yep. McCaffrey against the Atlanta defense that allows the most catching, uh, the most receptions to the position years, not just this year. They Every single year they're down at the bottom three. So knowing that, people, Elliott, McCaffrey, and then you have Kamara there, it doesn't really grab your attention. People might look over him and go right over Kamara to Nick Chubb, which is at 73. So we have Kamara at 74, Nick Chubb at 73, and then we saved so much with Nick Foles at 4,700. So to to kind of knock out this this defense, let's get that out of the way so we know what we're playing with. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Let, let's take a look at the defenses. And Bears are coming in at the most expensive. They're playing San Francisco. They're at 3,500. If you go all the way down to the cheapest, uh, you're looking at the Arizona Cardinals versus the Rams. Uh, I don't know if you feel too good about that, but... One defense I kind of like, and I hate to root against the hometown team, but the hometown team doesn't have a very good offensive line, and the Eagles got them some pass rushers. Eagles defense is only 2100 bucks. That kind of seems like value. It, it, it does. It does. I just... This game scares me from overall perspective because I could think I think it could open up. Both offenses have the remedy to hurt the opposing defenses. If you look at what kind of offense uh, quarterbacks have hurt the uh, Eagles defenses this year, it's been mobile. Look what Dak did to him. He was the number one overall quarterback that one week over in Philly. Um, uh, just all the running yeah. quarterbacks that have gone up against them have done some things. So I don't know if that's something that that we're going to see again this week. But I see points again. I see points. I love. I love love both I mean we get the Hopkins news what does that mean do, do you trust him on the DFS standpoint because obviously season long you aren't thinking about sitting them but from a DFS standpoint do you spend that much on him no no that's one of my biggest rules actually for doing DFS you don't have to pick injured guys so why do you pick injured guys yeah you know what I mean like that just makes no sense to me so like Hopkins is out and I'm even seeing like Demarius Thomas might get a whole bunch more targets this week I'll believe it when I see it I'm yeah. not going to put him in my lineup but Hopkins he scares the hell out of me this week so I'm going to avoid him completely and you know whether I'm right or wrong, I know it's a good matchup, but it's more about the injury for me. That that that's straight up what it is. For sure, no, and I I uh, I agree with you there. So just to knock out these defenses, and just one I was looking at, and just because I guess they're cheap and they're going up against an offense that's pretty much gave up. What do you think about the Dolphins this week, sitting at twenty seven hundred, uh, going up against that Jacksonville team that I don't know what they have. Their opponent ranks twenty seventh overall uh, as far as offense. I don't need much out of it from 2,700. I don't think it's that bad of a play. What's your thoughts on that? No, that, that that's actually that's one we should definitely consider because Jacksonville, they're they're pulling their starters. Miami's still trying to win games exactly. here. And, you know, they're, Miami's not bad when Tannehill is actually available. They You know, he may not be the best quarterback in the world, but they usually play okay, and they usually win a fair amount of games with him and Gaze. So, yeah, let's go ahead and plug the Dolphins in there. I believe they're like on a nine-game win streak when Tannehill plays, yeah. something like that I heard. And that's just insane. If you, you don't really think of it like that. You don't think of him. 
I mean, last week is what you, you you get used to. I mean, he, he had a nine sacks on 33 drawbacks. Tannehill got crushed by that uh, Minnesota defense, and that's also something I want to talk about today because who is Minnesota now? I think I got off the train yeah. too early. That's another thing we'll talk about as far as micromanaging things. Don't take don't take a, a small sample size and use it to, to, to what it is now. For example, Tampa Bay, that defense, they're not that same defense that started this year. If you look at their last, I believe, four games, they're averaging, uh, giving up 19 points per game. That's not that defense that was getting toasted. Well, they changed defensive coordinators around that time. And whenever you change defensive coordinators and you leave that vanilla zone defense and you start playing a lot of man, when you play man, that's uh, it, it makes it more feasible. Now, they, they first, to begin the year, they used to concentrate more on stopping the run, and that's why they were getting killed on the back end. Now they've switched it up. But today, today, and I hate to tease it so early, Dak is going to shine. You want Dak playing against man-to-man coverage. That's where you don't want him playing against that zone. And today, they're going to they they are going to toast him. I see this. I see the Cowboys blasting him. That's interesting because I see this more as a, a Zeke game. You know, yeah. they got shut out last week. I think maybe the Cowboys kind of go back to basics. They, you know, they know who they're playing. I think they're going to be – they know they have to win too. And Zeke did not get enough carries last week, and, no. and everybody's been talking about that. So I could see this. That's the only thing that worries me about Dak is I worry if, you know, Elliott gets two or three touchdowns if, if you get shut out with Dak in the touchdown department. I wonder what Josh ADHD's got for us also. This next segment, 713-780-3776. We're going to get all the uh, all you stardom, sit him questions answered. I'm really curious on to what, uh, what he's got to say because the injury bug, the injury bug's biting everyone. And from a DFS standpoint, you can, you can make moves. And you this can. is where you'll deviate. And I'm real curious to see what kind of plays he's got. I'm with you. Let's uh, let's try and finish this up before the segment's over. You want to do that? This, yeah. This lineup. Let's. Can we go to tight end? I like getting that one out of the way so that I know I have the rest of my budget to spend on receivers and flex. And that's the other advice Josh always gives us. Try and get your flex maybe in one of those late games to give you a little bit of flexibility. So if we go to tight end, in my opinion, you kind of have to decide, do I want to spend or do I want to get a value tight end? So for me... I like to go with the value tight ends. That's just kind of how I roll. They're just so fluky to me. So, But I will say Ertz will probably have a big game against the Texans because that's, that's a good matchup for them. But on the lower end, here's a couple guys I like. I'll just bounce them off you. I kind of like Cameron Braid again this week. I think he's playing the Cowboys, right? Cowboys have really good corners. I could see that they're going to target the tight end a little more because they know they're going to have tough, tough matchups with the corner. I could see Cameron Brake coming through. Uh, the other guy I kind of like this week, let's see, where is he? I kind of like Evan Ingram just because Odell's not playing. I think he's going to have a lot of targets. He had a big game last week. And most importantly, guys, Cameron Brake, 3,900, Ingram, 4,600. They're they're inexpensive, and I even think Najoku could have a decent game this week. I just I kind of think Baker wants to stick it to the Bengals again for sure. And you that's know what, what I'm I mean? thinking. Um, I, I'm definitely thinking that. And just to touch on a little bit as far as Elliott, because I uh, I see the emphasis you're putting on him as far as that you think he's going off. And if you look over on my bookie, his over under is 21 points. You can Ooh. actually go over there and bet will he have 21 points or not fantasy points. What do you think as far as that? I think it's a great bet. Oh man, that's that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of fantasy points. It is. It is for sure. And like I said, what it's standard scoring, or I'm sorry, PPR yeah, it's scoring. PPR. He could he could easily get to twenty, a hundred uh, yards. Yeah, and a touch. touchdown. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's close. Probably it's close. three or four catches for him. 
But if that's what they're setting it up at, it goes to show you. And, I mean, how many places let you gamble on how many fantasy points a player is going to score? Who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. MyBookie.ag is where I do all my business. Why? They're reliable. I can trust them. I can I can talk to an actual person whenever I have customer service questions. I don't have to talk through email. I love everything about them. They have the best lines, the best payouts, and I recommend them truly for that live betting. Whenever I get home after this show, the games are already going. I've already missed some of my spots. I get home, pull up that live betting, and I catch the game exactly where I want it. Right now, if you go over to mybookie.ag, they'll match your deposit 50%. Deposit 200, they'll give you a free 100 to play. That's what you need in this game bullets you don't want to go up there and just you put on 50 bucks and that's your little 50 and you lost it and then the rest of the games hit now you have extra money to play extra bullets to fire and just even for you new guys that are just getting started what's better to do than you know sometimes we use 200 300 and you're like man i'm not even trying to do that what about 100 and you get a free 50 you're playing with free money mybookie.ag don't forget to use promo code radio you play you win you get paid my bookie This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's Best Sports Talk, ESPN 97.5. It's Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. This is the segment that you've all been waiting for. Questions all week I've been receiving. Questions all week asking me what do I do in this certain situation that there's nobody else that I would rather run to with my uh, my fantasy problems, my fantasy life. Josh, ADHD from Fantasy Insiders and Roto Grinders. What's up, man? What's going on, fellas? How's Sunday for y'all? Oh, man, it's going great, Josh. I've got a few few shots at a championship, a few shots at, uh, you know, coming in third, but at least you finish in the money. And, of course, you know, daily, right? Daily's the gift that keeps on giving even after the fantasy regular season is over. And last segment, Jerry and I were like, you know what? We're just going to throw a DraftKings lineup together just on the air. We're, we're going to put one together. And then we're like, you know, we, we, we got about half of it filled out. So we thought we might ask your advice on a, on a couple guys. So let me start out with that. We're, we're looking to fill our tight end position and we're considering going kind of affordable at tight end. So the guys we're kind of looking at are, are Cameron Bray, David Njoku, maybe even Evan Ingram, Austin Hooper, any one of those guys, would you pick over one of the others? You know, I think of that group, I really like Hooper and I really like Ingram. You know, folks have talked about Ingram a lot this week as a good value play uh, because he's going to work the slot with OBJ out. Now, I do, you know, we do hear that Sterling Shepard's going to run slot more this week. I think that's probably the case, but I still like Ingram quite a bit. I like Hooper. Hooper laid a goose egg last week. I think he was still dealing with his injury a little bit. He only had one target, but was an end zone target, so that's a good sign. I, uh, I do think this game with Carolina is actually going to have a lot of offense, even though Carolina is going to start Taylor Heineke. I do like Hooper this week. If you want to look for another cheap option at tight end, I might recommend Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas for the Panthers. I, I do think that Heineke is probably going to end up using the tight end quite a bit in the passing game today, You know, a little bit more shorter-range pass. And uh, Thomas saw good volume last week, even though Cam Newton is really, really injured, couldn't throw the ball that well. Thomas has seen a lot of pass volume since he stepped in. 
for uh, Greg Olson the second time this season. So at $3,100, or actually, sorry, I think $3,500, yep. I think he could do a lot worse at tight end. There you have it. All right, let's lock one in, Jerry. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. Ian Thomas. All right, let's do it. Let's do Ian Thomas. Boom. Thank you, Josh. All right, let's uh, let's move along then. How about a little bit of wide receiver questions? Uh, a couple guys I like this week. I, I think Robbie Anderson could come through. A guy that I really love this week is Alshon Jeffrey. What do you think about those two players this week? Uh, Robbie Anderson I do like quite a bit. You know, the target volume he's seeing now that Sam Darnold has come back from his injury, it's been very, very significant. And I, I don't think Green Bay really poses too much of a threat from a defensive standpoint. So I like Anderson quite a bit this week. He's cheap. He's 4500 bucks. I think he's going to be really, really chalky. And then you mentioned Alshon Jeffrey. I like Alshon Jeffrey, too. You know, Nick Foles seems to be, I guess he gravitates to him a little bit. He doesn't mind throwing him jump balls. That's a good thing. Alshon Jeffrey's a jump ball receiver. He goes in and gets the ball in traffic. So I think uh, if we think that this game with Houston is going to be a very offensive game, then I think Jeffrey's a good play. Yeah, and, and I do. Uh, the Texans have been really struggling, especially at corner the last few weeks. Uh, and they, they struggle with bigger receivers, too. They don't have a lot of size at corner, so I think Jeffrey could really have a big game. All right, let's let's uh, let's move along to maybe some of the uh, the expensive guys. Are, are there any of the really expensive guys that you're putting in a lot of your lineups this week? Yeah, I apologize. I broke up a little bit. What what did you ask me? Uh, for as far as the expensive guys at receiver this week, are there any guys you see yourself putting in a lot of your lineups, the, the really high-priced guys? Yeah, at receiver, I, you know, I still like Luke Hopkins. I think he's going to be an awesome play this week. You know, it's, Philadelphia can't cover receivers, and Luke Hopkins is, I mean, he takes advantage of the best of them, so why can't he take advantage of Philadelphia? I really like him. I like uh, Devontae Adams quite a bit this week. I think he's going really feast on this uh, secondary. And Devontae Adams has some, uh, some, I guess, team records that he's going for this uh, over the next couple of weeks over team receptions, touchdowns, and a couple other, you know, the marquee stats that we like to see in our fantasy players. So I like Devontae Adams quite a bit. And outside of that, probably Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is a good play this week, even though he's been kind of a letdown the last few weeks. I think this is a game that, you know, if – if it doesn't go way under, and I think there's a good chance that Pittsburgh and New Orleans can go way under the total, I think it'll go way over the other way. And uh, in either case, I still think Michael Thomas could have a really good floor and a very high explosive ceiling. A name I hear a lot this week, Jalen Samuels, and people don't know really what to do with him. Like, where do you rank him as far as, I mean, because he's a human cheat code right now. He's popping up at tight end still. And... What do you do with him this week? Because I'm getting questions of uh, him over Ebron or, you know, what exactly, where do you have him? What do you expect out of him this week? You know, based on the play volume that he sees, I mean, he's the starting running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think you got to play him, even at tight ends. It's, you know, there are very few tight ends I would use over him. I think Zach Ertz might be the only guy I use over Jalen Samuels at this point, unless I have, like, Travis Kelsey. You know, otherwise, I think he's going to be Jalen Samuels if you can use him as a tight end eligible player. Otherwise, at running back, I think he's probably a top 10 player based on his volume. I mean, like I said, he's a starting running back. And the, uh, the, the Pittsburgh passing game for running backs, it operated through him last week. He didn't do all that much on the ground. I, I take it back. He did a lot on the ground. He had 100 yards last week. I was thinking of the week before. But, you know, Jalen Samuels, he, he can run. He can catch the ball. I think he's a great play. I love him this week, too. And then also, I, I noticed that you said that you expect points whenever you talked about Hopkins. So Nick Foles, he uh, he, he fire him up. Then right at forty seven hundred, is he uh, is he the way to go this week? 
I think he's going to be a very popular option because of his price and because the expectation that that game is going to be a very high-scoring game. Uh, if you do want to go like bottom of the barrel, dirt cheap, I would suggest Taylor Heineke. I don't have any problem using him in cash lineups. I will probably use him in my cash lineup this week just because of the price and the flexibility that allows me at other positions. I, I don't really see a lot of, I don't see any drop off from what Cam Newton gave us the last three weeks by them turning to Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke is a great athlete. He runs a 4.640 fast. So I think that he's going to basically just insert right into the offense the way that Cam Newton ran it when Cam Newton was relatively healthy. So I don't see any problem using him at 4K. All right, before we let you get out of here, what's one guy that you have on most of your tournament lineups that you think has, you know, real high upside this week and people should be looking at? Uh, it's probably a player like Isaiah McKenzie. He's 3900 bucks. He's going to be playing against the Patriots, who have not been that great defending the pass. And McKenzie's been seeing a lot of pass volume in the offense. He gets more of the intermediate, shorter stuff. They give him some carries. I think he has a very explosive ceiling for his price. I love it. I love it. You heard it here first. Isaiah McKenzie. Josh, I appreciate you always coming on, blessing these people with some game. Where can they find your work during the week? Uh, so you can find me over on Rotor Grinders during the week on Wednesday mornings. We have a podcast called Aggression to the Mean. It dives into NFL analytics and everything from a real stat-heavy number standpoint. And otherwise, you can find all of my app work, uh, our player usage app, our air yards app over at fantasyinsiders.com. At Fantasy ADHD is where you can find them on Twitter. Thanks as always. Let's get out here. Let's make some money. Let's take some championships down. Yeah, let's go get it, fellas. Let's get rich this Sunday. Let's do it. Thanks again, Josh. We'll catch up with you later, my man. All right. That is all we have with Fantasy ADHD. Jerry and I will be back on the other side. We're going to get into all the games. We're going to finish up this DFS lineup. If you got any questions for us, 713 780 3776. We'll be right back. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. 713-780-ESPN. Get in. Right here, Josh Jordan. My man Harrison the Prod. Jerry Bowe. We're getting into the the gravy, the thickness of the season, the, 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 the prize, the everything that you fought all year long. Hour and 15 minutes, it goes off. Much luck to every one of you listening. It does. All those hours looking at projections and stats and trying to make trades. And it all comes down to, well, like Jerry said, in just a little over an hour here, it all gets started. So we'll try and get you guys in a good spot. If you guys missed it, we had uh, at Fantasy ADHD, Josh, we had him on. If you want to check that out on Podcast Arena under Moneyline, you can listen to the segment. If you want a little DFS advice. Jerry and I also got into some of the games a little bit earlier. If you want to go and check that out, you can also hit us up at Moneyline97.5. But the other thing we've been doing is we've been kind of putting together a DraftKings lineup just on the spot here. We'll tell everybody who we're going to roll with if you want to bet on the same lineup. We don't care. We'll all win together. We'll all lose together. We'll see how that goes. But uh, anyway, so we're going to get into it. We're also about to get into some Texans. But it looks like we got Sarge on hold. And... uh, 
I'm guessing he has some kind of fantasy question. Do you want to grab that one? Yeah, let's go ahead. Sarge, you're on Moneyline. What's going on? Hey, Sarge, how's it going? You're on Moneyline. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? I'm doing great. So my question is uh, a couple of semi-injured players. T.Y. Hilton or Juju Smith-Schuster? What are y'all thoughts? I'll hang up and listen. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, man, I'm kind of leaning towards T.Y. I He's just been so good for me that I, I'm going to go with T.Y. I, I, I just think he's what makes that, that thing go. We're also going to have the, uh, the active inactives from Andrew here in a little bit just to make sure that, that he is going to be active. But if it's between those two guys for me, and trust me, I love Juju. It's really, this is really close for me. But I'm just going to lean just a little bit towards T.Y. Hilton. And then me, personally, I'm on the other side of it for the reasons that I, I just think this is a, it's going to turn into a trek meet at one point, and Brown will see a lot more of that shadow coverage from Lattimore, and it's going to open up. I expect Juju to break a big one on this one with everything going on of the injury, and then you saw him last night on Twitter reassure everything. That's, that's what you want out of these guys uh, that you have on your fantasy team, for Juju to come out and straight just make it suspenseful, like, hey, everyone, you know, uh, tomorrow's such a big day. And I thought I had to scroll down. I thought he was going to say he was sitting out. And then when he says, I can't let you down like that. If you drafted me on your fantasy team, I will not let you go out like that. I'm suiting up tomorrow. I'm going off. If Juju says that, he's going to get that ball in a game that they're going to need to catch up. They're going to have to keep pace. I think Juju goes off. There you go. I just worry about guys that get a little banged up later in the week. That that always concerns me just because you, you don't really know what's going to happen there. Of course, with T.Y. Hilton, the guy hadn't practiced in two weeks. He just shows up on game day, and, and he goes. So the the great thing for your question is, Sarge, is both of these guys are awesome. Exactly. You know, so you're in a, you're in a good spot here. So, you know, Jerry and I are on one side or the other. So that tells you that you have two really great options here. Yeah, and some people that have got worse situations are with Gurley. Because, yeah. okay, let him suit up or whatnot. But in a game that carries such a big, big spread... How much are they really going to use him knowing that he's nursing these injuries? Do you? I just don't see them pounding him to the ground, but I don't see you sitting him out. Again, not all injuries are the same. The ones we just spoke about, you at least have a good option. One of those guys, I don't see either of them busting with Hilton or Juju. But if you have Gurley, I mean, what do you do? If he's active, you play him. And then one final thing on T.Y. and Juju, and this is for Sarge. You know, T.Y.'s game is at noon, Sarge, and Juju's playing, you know, the the 3 o'clock game. So if something happens in pregame warm-ups and Juju doesn't go and you bench T.Y. in the noon game. You got Juju. Yeah, yeah, you could be in big trouble. So just if if you're going to roll with Juju, make sure, you know, maybe you have another option in those late games. That's an excellent point. Yeah, that you could turn to because, I mean, it's championship week. There's no way you want to take a goose egg, you know, and bench a guy like T.Y. Hilton because he could turn around and he scored 20 points and you benched him and then maybe Juju, you know, tweak something warming up and then you're in deep trouble. So just keep that in mind. And make sure you uh, you leave Juju or who, that position, make it your flex as we speak right yeah. now. Don't leave it as your wide receiver position in case something goes down, then we can, we'll run to something. Yeah, that, that's a good point. You know, yeah, try and have Juju in that flex so that you can put somebody else in there if something bad happens. Uh, hey, looks like we got another fantasy question here from Gerald. Let's, let's go ahead and grab it. Gerald, what do you got for us? Can you trust Adam Thielen anymore? Would you play Alshon Jeffrey over Adam Thielen today? 
man, this guy sounds shockingly familiar to Adam Schefter on a mobile. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, look, I'm, I'll answer it, even though I know this could come back to bite me. But, uh, you know, it's Adam Thielen. Could you ever bench him, Jerry, in your Super Bowl? No, you can't. But I see what he's saying, though, because Alshon Jeffrey's really, really attractive this week, especially with Foles under center. That's the guy he uses. That's who he loves. And he leans on him. Where do the Texans struggle? On the perimeter. Yep. Jeffrey's getting his looks in a game that everybody – that's such a tough one because, again, I, I mean, I can't look at you in a straight face. Maybe over air I could say, yeah, go ahead and do it. But in a straight face, in person, for me to tell you to sit Thielen, it's tough. It's tough. And, and again, it comes down to you make it this far. You get fired up, and then now you're in these kind of predicaments. But – you got to go with what got you there. You got to, man. What about this, Jerry? I would like to throw this out. You know, Darius Slay is, you know, the best corner for the Lions. You think he's going to be on Diggs or you think he's going to be on Thielen? Well, crazy thing is, last week you saw everybody get moved around. They The, the Vikings moved everyone around. Diggs start, saw more. He saw over 40% of his routes out of that slot. So at this point, I think the change in the offensive scheme is is basically to move people around and let's let's see what works and lean on this run game. And that, that much running, the, the you saw Cousins throw, what, like 24 times or 21, yeah. something like real low, but... It's scary. Don't get me wrong. I know what you're thinking right now. It's it's getting close to to kickoff, and you're thinking, man, dude, ah, Jeffrey sounds so good. Don't yeah. so good. If it was anybody other than Thielen, man, somebody like that, I'd tell you roll with it. But you gotta go with Thielen, and, and if Jeffrey uh, scores two touchdowns, then then don't listen to me ever again. <laughs> <laughs> then then we miss. But yeah, no, that's a tough one right there. You're really going kind of gut feeling upside versus your stud that actually got you there. So that, that's a tough one. And Jerry brings up a good point. Vikings are running the ball a lot more going forward, and that's going to be kind of their M.O. Is, you know, that's why they got rid of their O.C., and, and the offense has changed a little bit. Looks like we got another fantasy call. Yeah, guys, get your questions in, man. It's championship week. <laughs> We're here. Well, yeah, we only got an hour until kickoff. Uh, Daniel, what do you got for us? Yeah, I got Gurley at 3 o'clock, or I could go with Mac at noon. Who's your other running backs? Who do you, like? How are you running it? Like, uh, give me uh, because I mean that's. I've got, a- I've got Gurley and uh, Joe Mixon are my running backs. Gotcha. And uh, on the bench, I really got nobody besides Mac. Man, I I like Mac this week. I you know I I hate to tell anybody to to bench Gurley. It looks like he's going to play, but I like Marlon Mack. I think he's going to have a huge game against the Giants. The Giants are not good against the run ever since they traded Snack Harrison. Yeah, and then if just according to some of the, you know the optimizers and things I use, they have Mack as a top ten rated guy this week. Yeah, and then Gurley, his ceiling is what separates him. But on average, places I'm seeing they have Gurley in that twenty one to twenty five range. But that for me, that takes a full full uh, workload, and I don't think he gets that. I hate to say it, man, but Mac is going to get a full workload, and he a, a great day for Mac gets you to where Gurley's average, and I think he's going to have a great day, and I think Gurley's going to be average, if that makes sense, man. As I hate to say it, but Mac's going to get his, and I, I, I'm telling you, once that 14-point spread comes into play in, at the Rams— they're gonna. Land. They signed C.J. Anderson for a reason. Yeah. They're gonna. They're gonna <laughs> take Mac. And I hate to tell you that, but if you had like some random option, I, I would. I would be hesitant. But Mac's gonna get around what 
the girly will, and you'll be a lot safer. You'll be able to enjoy it more. The Even the Colts are, are projected to win by double digits, nine and a half, ten point spread. So that goes to tell you, once they open it up, are they going to be just completely uh, throwing the ball? No, they'll lean on the run. So both game scripts are playing into your, uh, to your favor, actually. Yeah, for Mac. And the other thing to remember, if the Rams get up early on the Cardinals, Gurley could be out of the game. For sure. You know what I mean? There's just, if they get up early on, it's the, it's the Cardinals. So, I mean, this is just kind of about playing it safe. You know, you don't want to, you know, unless you have an option in the three o'clock hour, you feel good about with Gurley. I, I, I would lean to Mac. And if there's one guy out there that doesn't care about your fantasy team, Daniel, it's Todd Gurley. We've seen him do it this year. <laughs> you, you're an owner of, so you remember him laying down right there inside the five. And it's just crazy, man. So, Hold your breath, and uh, I'm praying for you, man. Let's go, Mac. Yeah, put it, Mac. Pinch your nose and, and roll with Marlon Mack this week. Hey, good luck today, Daniel. There you have it. Thank you. Man, we got a lot of people with some really good questions with some tough calls. You hate seeing these injuries this time of year, but it always happens like this, right? You start off with the studs at the beginning of the year for your fantasy team, and by the end of the year, some guy you've never heard of is winning you a chip. Hey, guys, so, I got one more of those kind of situations. Let's go, you. Harrison. What you got? dramatic one here before we get to the end of the hour. So let's all do year, it. I'm in my Super Bowl this year. All year I've been leaning on Cam Newton. Boom, he's out right before the Super Bowl. Not that he's been doing anything for me the past two weeks anyway. Fair enough. But now, so now I'm stuck with these options. I got Josh Allen. I got Sam Darnold. I got Nick Foles. I got Derek Carr. I picked them all up, put them all on my bench. Maximum flexibility because I'm, I'm going right up into that kickoff here. Mm. What do you guys think I should do here? Man, you go first, Jerry. That's tough. I spoke with him a little bit before the show. I want to hear your reaction first, and then I'm going to tell him. I'll, I'll add in what I told him, but it's... <laughs> It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> no, it's a really tough. And I'll say immediately, like, Josh Allen's kind of interesting to me in that group. Read them all again for me, Harrison. Yeah, so we got Josh Allen at New England. We got Sam Darnold versus Green Bay, Nick Foles versus Houston, and Derek Carr versus Denver. All I, projected around the 20-point mark. Who knows if they get there? For me, it's be, it's between Josh Allen and Nick Foles. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Uh, yeah. I had it Foles 1, Allen 2. Allen, I just get a little scared of the game script. And you know how Belichick does these rookie guys. He always kills them. If, if this is a statement game from New England, if they open it up by 10, 14, I mean, don't get me wrong. His, his points come off the rush. He's been getting rushing yards all over the place. That's where you'll get it. But Nick Foles is going to have to throw that ball today. I agree, and the thing that worries me about Josh Allen is Belichick's smart. He's probably just going to have a linebacker spy him the whole game. Yeah, he knows. You know? He like, knows that that's the only thing that that guy does well. He'll have them big throws every one out of every five throws. It's going to be fantastic. The other four are terrible, but what he does, he runs. He he gets back, but that's also because his read. He's a one-read guy. Josh Allen gets back. He hits that back foot. If his read's not there, he's tuck and go, and that's what makes him so dangerous. He's tuck and go. He is, so... I'm going to lean to Nick Foles, but it's close. I'll, uh, I'm on Nick Foles as well, though. I'm glad that we're on the same page on that because I was, I was talking to him before the show, and I said the same exact thing. It'll be Foles, then, uh, then Allen. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the Texans secondary. They've been struggling. You know, I, and Alshon Jeffrey, we think he's going to go off if it's Foles throwing him that ball. It's funny. You said Texans secondary struggling, and Holly's name popped up <laughs> on the board. We have Exo Holly. The next segment, I'm curious if she has a pick on the big game. Coming up next, Moneyline ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5.